What's happening, y'all? This is Geek No Evil with the Dope Nerds. Starring Stefan and my man. Andres. What's happening? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, kind of like our first uh, official episode, I guess, because we tried this a couple times and it didn't quite work out. It didn't out. quite pan out, no. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this, is, this will be our, our first official episode. Um, so hopefully, you know, y'all are into it. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, it uh, tickles your fancy. Is that is that weird? Um, people say that. I right? think it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People say that. <laughs> okay, it sounds like I... something people would say. <laughs> like a bunch of people, like I know what you mean, bro. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good as long as you know what I mean. Um, yeah, we're so... not weird perverts or anything like that. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Not um, a little bit. Nope. Um, so uh, I guess let's uh, let's get started. Um, yeah, usually... let's jump into it. Usually we we kind of talk about like uh, something dope that we might have um, gotten into this week, whether it be like something we listened to, like watch, read, whatever. And I thought that was kind of whack. Um, yeah. So uh, what about you? Is there something that that you want to start off with that was like dope or um, that you watched or something? I've like? actually yeah, I've actually really gotten into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like that anime. You ever seen JoJo? No, I haven't. Bro. I fucks with it. Like, it's really cool. It's, it starts out kind of, like, really slow, and it's super... Um, I forget the term again. Um, exposition. Like, the dialogue is all exposition, like, the first season. Like, okay. these characters don't talk. They're just talking about the story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But, but it's, like, it's so... Like, I've, I've recognized so many memes from it just watching it, but it's also... It gets really... The mythology of it gets really in-depth um, the further along it goes. I can't really explain without kind of giving it all away, but it's basically like there's like a, a family bloodline called the Josters who are like these guys that come from England. And um, for whatever reason, um, there's fuck, I can't say because I'm going to spoil a lot of shit. Anyway, okay. like to make a, to make a long story short, it, it involves it involves a bloodline um, okay. of, of, of guys called Josters, but each bloodline. Um, has a different conflict to battles. So, like, the first one is, like, he has to battle this guy who obtained vampiric powers through a mask. Uh, and then the second guy... Um, fuck, I already just gave it away. Never mind. It's all, it's all good. It's all uh, good. All right, so, <laughs> the anime about bloodlines with heavy... I can't, yeah, I, I can't... Yeah, but it's, it's dope. It's, it's really dope. I've been, I've been, like, feeding on it. I've been watching it almost every single day with Sin. It's really dope, bro. It's really dope. It's, okay. it's one of the few animes that... Um, it doesn't take itself too serious, which I appreciate. It's it's mad memeish. There's a mm-hmm. lot of memes I've recognized from mm-hmm. it, you know. So it's it's fun. It's a it's a cool one. What about you? What have you been watching? Um, so I started um, Umbrella Academy finally, where I, like a lot of people kept telling me that it was really good, and I started it. I finished the first season and I started the second. Um, I like I it. Seen it I like it. It's 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 smooth. I mean. There's little things that I that I that I don't particularly like care for, but overall, I think it's a dope show because I um, my understanding is it's based off a graphic novel as well, right? But yeah, but I, I've never read that. Um, but it's smooth, like it's like you got this like I guess it's uh, in like the late '80s or something like that. Like there was you know a bunch of women that that gave birth, um, 
but starting like in the in the beginning of that day they weren't pregnant like they just appeared pregnant out of nowhere and they all gave birth to like these babies and like this one dude basically goes and tries to collect as many of of the babies as he can to like raise because they they all end up having like special abilities or something and so he's like it's like seven of them and he basically you know creates this superhero team with those like uh kids um and it's it's interesting because it's like the show takes place um in the present where the siblings are kind of coming back together after their father has like passed away or whatever Um, right and so you're learning about the events that led to his death you you know you learn about kind of like um why they don't speak really and like you know what's different between them like what their powers are it's cool and second season um kind of messes with time travel a little bit so it's it's also kind of interesting um but i like it so far like there's little things that i just i just don't vibe with like you know one of the things that are always pet peeves of mine in tv shows is like when you know everything could be solved if everyone just spoke you know what i mean like uh, it's just it's just so annoying to me it's like yo dude like if this person and this person just had a conversation, it, you wouldn't even need like two more episodes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what I mean? um, so it's, so it's, it's like, you're watching and you're just like, yo dog, just talk to the sister. She'll tell you what you need to know so that you can, you know, we could like cut this season short. You know what I mean? Um, but otherwise, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm like, uh, I, I, I kind of pause a little bit. Um, from it because the season two just came out so I just kind of I don't want to binge it too fast and then just be kind of stuck with nothing so but so far I like it I, I definitely recommend it um I haven't watched it though but a lot of people have been telling me to 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 check it out but honestly bro it's not that I don't think I'd like it it's just like it looks like one of those shows that you just have to be in the mood for and I just haven't I don't know I haven't been in the mood for it every time I just kind of see it in my queue I'm like and not today maybe later that was me that was me it it is definitely one of the movies that you got one of those shows that you gotta be in the mood for um that that was definitely me and like uh um one of my my homies was telling me like that it's really dope and he was looking forward to season two and so i was like uh let me see what it's about so i watched the the, because i'm always like i'm one of those people that like watch the pilot to like everything and then i'm i I might not continue but i always like watch the pilot just to kind of get a feel for it see if I'm going to be into it or not. So I watched it and I was like, huh, this is pretty smooth. I like this idea um, because it's, it's, it's different from a lot of the shows that I've been watching. Um, like, uh, like, you know, um, I, I've been messing around with Apple TV plus and there's this show on there called Deer where it's very interesting, very, very interesting concept. Um, but I was dabbling on that show. And then like, you know, I was like, looking for something else to watch for a second just to I think because it's like it's like it's non-fiction the show it's like basically um it's uh you have uh like celebrities and stuff um that they've been in like people that are like fans um were inspired by them and it's basically um them having written letters to the person that they that, that inspire them and then they're reading oh, it back and forth yeah so like the first episode is on spike lee and like spike lee is basically telling you his like his his you know life story like what what got him into film and stuff and then you and then he starts to read a letter from a fan uh and then it kind of pans back and forth between him and the fan reading the letter um right and and to my understanding it's the actual fan that's like filmed um in like b-roll and stuff um and 
and then like it's interesting because it's like from his films right like there's like a, a WNBA star for example um it's like I think it's like maybe like three people an episode um and so like uh like I think it was like the third letter was like from a WNBA star and how for her watching he got game helped her kind of get into basketball and then kind of like you know work her way up and with like a, a goal of being able to get Spike Lee to come see her play and then uh, oh he, shit yeah and so he he goes to see her play and when she's reading that part of the letter she starts to kind of get choked up a little bit about how you know that made her feel and how she had a great game and stuff um but it's super interesting um and it, it's that sounds really dope actually yeah the concept is legit there's like uh there's that um spike lee there's like a yara shahidi episode there's a misty copla episode um there's some other ones but yeah um it's it's definitely like worth it but anyway, i said to say i was watching that and you know i was kind of you know in my feelings a little bit because it was like this is pretty inspiring pretty like touching <laughs> i was like i need to i need to get out of this headspace i need to <laughs> i need to get into something nerdy um and so that's <laughs> what so got me into it. you um, need violence and blood <laughs> yes 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 and i need a lot of gore to <laughs> uh, to stop being so sensitive right now um, I, I feel that, bro. Sometimes you just need, like, you need to check your gangster a little bit just to be a, like, oh, I still got bit, it. You know? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, was there anything, like, whack that you, like, uh, watched or read um, the last week or so? Not lately, to be honest. Like, not that everything that I've seen has been, like, A1, but also, like, just because of I, I, I've not, I haven't been watching as much stuff as I used to. Just because, okay. I don't know, like, I've, I've been trying to just catch up on more, like, skills built skill building on on stuff on animation and and after effects and things like that so i haven't really been watching too much stuff but the few stuff that i have been kind of like seemingly getting into has been dope like i've been really into documentaries since the lockdown like that's i've been binging through some insane ones and 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 there's been like a lot of dope movies that i've been watching but nothing where i've seen something where i've gone oh actually no I take that back. I just remembered. <laughs> I just remembered. No, because I was just nah. That was definitely a bullshit. I knew I was forgetting something. Bird, you bro. I saw Birds of Prey. It I was saw bad. Birds of Prey. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god. It was like Sex in the City, the DC movie. Like I just wanted to claw my eyes out, bro. Dang. It was just. I did not like it, bro. Not one bit. Did you, did and you I hate saying it? that. Did you I finish, finish it? it bro. Okay. I okay. saw it all the way through. Even Dang. like I even waited after the credits and everything just so I could finish it, finish it. Oh bro. man. Terrible. So it was just there's no it's it's one of those things that you were saying, like if if the fucking characters could just talk to one another, shit would be done in ten minutes. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was just like it was that it was just so like they were trying to overcomplicate a pretty linear story. Um that really didn't have much stakes, you know, and they were kind of gotcha. forcing a lot of stakes into it. Um, but the stakes never felt big just because like the four leads for whatever reason, never felt like they were in danger. Like they were all, like, they were catching heads, like nothing, bro. Even fucking Rosie Perez, who's like four foot, nothing was like <laughs> dropping bodies left and right. And I'm just like, at some point, someone's got to get shot to like make it believable. <laughs> nothing, bro. Like everybody was whooping ass. So I was just like, all right, like I, I get like, in, in terms of like the superhero genre, like now a big thing is representation. And, I, I would love it if 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 they they played into female strengths a lot better. But to me, they were just kind of like taking um, 
cliches and, and kind of turning it on its head, but mm. in like a, 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 an old 90s style that just doesn't fit anymore. Gotcha. Does that it's make not sense? It's relevant to the time. It's right? not, exactly. It's not gotcha. relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, if you're going to make a, a, a strong female character like, like Harley Quinn, the, 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 the source of her arc shouldn't be her trying to get over a breakup. You understand what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. how can that traject like a whole fucking two hour, two hundred million dollar movie? Like, yeah, it's just like, yeah. all right, like picture, boom, she breaks up with Joker. It's like, yo, like, was Harley Quinn like without the Joker? Who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah, like, in, in that regards, like, and I'm, I'm not even trying to bash it for, for, for the sake of bashing. It's just like to me, in terms of a, a, of a, 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 a movie with char- with strong characters and a comic book movie. A, it, to me, it didn't have strong characters. It, it forced likability. Um, um, and B, there was just no real stakes. So for me, it felt like there was no real story. You know what gotcha, I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. And I didn't really like what they did to Black Mask. Like, to me, like, Ewan McGregor was fine. Like, all the actors with what they were given, like, they, they did what, like, they killed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, not so a single bad performance. The, the, the movie itself was bad, but, like, everyone's performance in it was cool. It was just, like, a, like the writing and direction was pretty bad. Exactly. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily blame any of the actors. Like, in fact, like, they, they carried the movie. Like, everyone kind of did their own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Got even I, I can appreciate Ewan McGregor's take on Black Mask. But in terms of like direction and story, for me, it just didn't cut it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I just, yeah. I, I didn't dig it, and I, I didn't feel like it was any kind of, um, good, uh, a good step forward for the DCEU. You know, gotcha. like it, it kind of just felt like it, it wanted to be, so many different things. Like it wanted to be a Tarantino movie. It wanted to be like a Deadpool movie, and it was like somewhere nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. It was just a, a fucking mess. Gotcha. Um, but that was a wax shit I saw. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. It's interesting because um, I was like, at, like, I was trying to think of what is something like whack that I saw. And recently, um, I can't really think of, of what I didn't really care for. But I like overall, like, it's probably like a, a month ago that I, I tried to watch Titans um, on DC Universe. And I, I, it's not that it was terrible. It's just that like, I, I, it wasn't what I expected, right? Like it felt like a, like a fan-made film. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, like it, it didn't yeah. feel like, you know, this was something that had DC's backing. You know what I mean? It felt like cheap, cheap. That's the best word to use for it. It felt cheap. And, you know, um, like some of my friends are, are saying like, you got to give it, you got to give it like, you know, a chance, give it some more episodes and you'll be into it. Um, and it's like, eventually I'll get there. But man, when I watched that first episode, like, <laughs> I just wasn't, I wasn't into it, dude. Like, I've honestly seen some dope fan-made, like, projects that, that are- Blow that shit out the water. Out of the water, dog. Like, it just wasn't what I was expecting. Um, which is an awesome segue into DC fandom. Um, <laughs> 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 Because good, good shit, good shit. <laughs> Smooth um, as fucking ice. <laughs> um, because uh, DC does have a, like a problem, I think, in the last like few years with with like catching up to Marvel, right? Like Marvel, yeah. you know, in terms of like cinematically, have blown everything out of the water. Some of their like you know uh, TV shows on like Netflix or. Or some are good, some aren't so good. Um, and then they're animated stuff, some are cool, some aren't. But when it comes to like like 
DC, they they body it when it comes to animated stuff. Like their animated stuff is always amazing. You can't touch that territory. The DC animation stuff. You can't because like it's you were untouchable. saying, like you were saying that the the you know with the movie uh, Birds of Prey being terrible, the Harley Quinn like uh, animated series is amazing. It's, I hear that. It's amazing. It's really and good. It's, and it's basically the same premise. It's her and Joker having broken up, but she's basically trying to start her own, you know, trying to get herself into the same, I guess, um, level of, like, infamy as Joker. She wants to be her own person. And so yeah. she's setting up, like, a, a superhero team that she'll be leader of. It's hilarious. It's, it's, it's got action. It's got gore. Um, it, it's, it's really adult. So it's definitely not for kids. <laughs> But man, it's dope. But I, I say that to say with D, with DC's animated stuff, great. When it comes to their cinematic stuff, not so much. Uh, and so with DC fandom, like I, I I wasn't too sure what to expect. I was thinking like, you know what? Just as a fan of the culture, I'll be into it. Like I'll go look for it. But I, I wasn't expecting to really like vibe with it. But I was pleasantly surprised. Like I actually right. enjoyed. Um, kind of every segment that I saw um, and with that I found I found that even the segments that weren't like putting us on to, to sneak peeks or like you know uh, dropping anything I, I was still just as engaged um, yeah so I enjoyed it like what did you think about it no I liked it man it, it was cool because it was like usually when when you think of these kind of events like you think um san diego comic-con like that's the epitome mm -hmm. of like nerd shit and obviously with like the whole COVID thing happening this year um it definitely threw the plans out of whack with that being said i feel like dc um the fandom stuff was like a true fan service you know like it, it wasn't just about promoting anything it was about like discussing what make these characters so great to the fans and, and why these teams are building what they're building in hopes to give back to that service you know and um like especially like um the panels with like uh the the black adam announcement and shit like I, I really liked how the rock was able to really dive into the black adam mythology i really didn't know a black adam story almost at all you know like I, I rarely kept up with the shazam stuff growing up and i and i know just as much now from the movies um if not a little more but when it came to black adam like seeing that stuff is just like not only do i feel like as a fan of DC, I mean, as a comic book fan in general, but like just seeing these characters being brought to life is cool, but seeing like the passion behind it and the respect that they have for the mythology is also really dope. Mm -hmm. um, just cause like, it's, it's really easy to fall under the trappings of the Marvel formula, right? Of, of, of establishing these um, separate franchises, but it's all part of one big continuity. And mm -hmm. this would be no different. Like it's supposed to be connected to the DCEU too but it's definitely also like very much its own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like now we're, we're, we're talking about like Greek mythology and, 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 and it's completely separate from what we've seen with the shit from like um, Aquaman or, or even the justice league type of shit. So I think it's really cool. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think yeah. it's so cool how these, not only just the filmmakers, but even like, I don't know if you saw um, the panel to the suicide squad game. Yes. Like all that stuff looked dope. And even the new movie looks fucking like really dope. Like I, I didn't expect, James Gunn to deliver like that like I knew he had some up his sleeve you know what I'm saying he, he definitely has a distinctive style mm -hmm. but I, I and we saw only tidbits like we saw like very unpolished shit yeah it was like behind the scenes footage yeah it was all behind the scenes yeah I think 
Well, if I'm honest with you, my favorite part of, of the James Gunn uh, panel was just the roster, like finding out, yeah. like, you know, because one of the things that suck, you know, about being in, in, um, in, in like um, this new age of technology and social media and stuff is that like everything is leaked, right? Like there's no surprise, you know, like when Iron Man came out back in, you know, uh, it was a 2009 or whatever. 2008, uh, yeah. 2008, yeah, when Iron Man came out, we were surprised, you know what I mean? Like we, we went into the movie, like, you know, trying to, you know, see what happens, right? You know, not really knowing what to expect beyond what the trailer showed us. And then, right. you know, from then on, you know, you get more stuff within like, you know, you get like things like TMZ, you get like, you know, all these different blogs that are just like getting footage um, and then getting like uh, updates on, on who's playing what, who's confirmed to, to the cast way before, you know, it's intended. So it kind of like, you know, um, makes your opinions of, of, of kind of like what, what it's going to be a little jaded because you're like, yeah. oh man, they got this person. I don't want to see that. That sounds like it's going to be trash before you see any footage. You know what I mean? Right. So like, I, I kind of like that, like, with this here, it was pleasantly surprising because, you know, we heard that Idris Elba was, was um, joining the cast, but a yeah. lot of people like myself thought that he was going to be replacing Will Smith. I thought he was going to be like, like Deadshot. That's what I thought. Um, and, I thought he was going to be Bronze Tiger. I thought he was going to be someone completely uh, different. Okay. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. But uh, I think if, if I was going to cast Bronze Tiger, I don't know if you saw, um, if you watched any of Arrow, they uh, casted Michael J. Uh, Jai White. For Michael Bronze J. Tiger. White? Bro, yeah. yeah no, yeah. yeah. If, if they were going to cast Brown Slager, it would have to be him. But yeah. uh, but I don't know much about Bloodsport, like, at all. But, I don't know um, anything about this guy. But, man, um, I love it. I don't know great. about anything about any of the roster, actually. Like, Honestly, aside from, I think, Thinker, like, I don't know any. And King Shark, but that's about it. I mean, I know of, yeah, I know of Thinker. Hold on. Uh, I have the list here for anybody that didn't catch it. Okay, boom. Here we go. So, the roster as it stands have uh, Idris Elba playing Bloodsport, Margot Robbie's coming back as Harley Quinn, John Cena's playing Pace, uh, Peacemaker, uh, Viola Davis is coming back as Amanda Waller, Jai Courtney yep. coming back as Captain Boomerang, um, Joel Kinnaman is playing Rick Flagg again, um, David Dashmalshian? Is that, is that uh, <laughs> I know who you're talking about, yeah. but I don't know how to say his last name. I don't know how to say name, his but yeah. name, but uh, he's playing Polka Dot Man. Um, Daniela um, Melquire, she's playing Ratcatcher 2. Steve Agee playing King Shark. Uh, Sean uh, Gunn is playing Weasel. Uh, Flula Borg plays Javelin. Uh, Nathan Fillion plays CDK. Um, Peter Capaldi uh, plays the, the Thinker. Pete Davidson plays ba- uh, Blackguard. Um, Alice Braga, uh, Soul Soria. Uh, Mei Ling um, is playing Mongol. Uh, Michael Rooker playing Savant. Storm Reed is playing um, um, Idris Elba's like daughter, Tyla. Um, uh, and Jennifer Holland, Jennifer Holland uh, is going to be Amelia Harcourt. Um, and then Juan Diego Bodo is playing Luna. Um, most of these people I have never heard of. I've huh. never heard of them. Bro, they all sound like wrestler made up names. I've Dude, never heard seriously. of any of those people. And, and like, I like it because I think. If I'm honest with you, that's that's why James Gunn is dope, right? Because every other Marvel film besides um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I knew about, right? Like I, yeah. I knew some of the backstory, I knew some of the the, the you know the the just the, the 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 fan lore of it and all that. But when it came to 
Guardians, I knew nothing about anything. Same. I didn't know anything. So with whoever the well, – because as I understand it now, you know, the, the, the roster changes, you know, over, over like the time. But he put characters that I knew nothing about. So I didn't really have much expectation. I didn't have many expectations, I should say, um, for what it could be. So with this, with this list here, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm pretty sure that some of these people, you know, will, will get cut. Right. I don't think that we'll see the entirety of this, um, of the whole movie, you know what I mean? Um, but just the fact that it's people that we don't know much about that we don't really have much, uh, many expectations for, I think it could be dope. I think it'd be interesting to see how he goes about it, you know, how he goes about it. And if I'm honest with you with the first suicide squad, suicide squad, I mean, there's not really a a downside. (laughs) Like it was so bad that like, Anything you do at this point is probably going to be an improvement. Yeah, you know no, facts. And, but and, it's crazy that you brought you brought that point up about like James Gunn taking unknown characters and like making them almost, I guess for lack of a better term, like pop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never thought of that, but yeah, like how fucking appropriate to like, because like the Suicide Squad, the first one, like you can tell Warner Brothers was going all in. You know, yeah, like, they yeah, cast they big it. names, mm-hmm. and they cast, like, big characters. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knew who, who was who of the Suicide Squad if you read DC Comics. You knew, well, with the exception of maybe El Diablo. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you knew yeah. everybody. You knew every fucking body. Mm-hmm. And with this one, it's just, like, it, you have to be, like, a devoted fan reading from, like, the 70s and shit to, to know who the fuck these people are. But then, like, like you said, it's, like, the, the last one was so bad. Like, what better of a palate cleanser to start with people you wouldn't expect to be in this roster, which is and, dope, man. Yeah, yeah, and with that, it makes you, like, it, it gives you a little bit more um, a breathing room because the expectations yeah. aren't so high this time around. Because yeah, they're like, man, that's true. Last one was pretty trash. I'll see it because it's James Gunn, but what we know what happens. Um, so I think, I, think, I think it'd be pretty dope. Um, so, yeah, I'm super hyped for that. Um, the Wonder Woman trailer, I thought, like, I thought content-wise – it was cool. It was refreshing, like, to kind of see um, a little bit about it. But there's some, like, CGI that I just could not bang with. Like, at, like, <laughs> like oh, man, like, when, when, for me, one thing that I don't like at all, and I didn't like it in the first one woman either, is, like, <laughs> swinging from lightning bolts. I think it's the weirdest thing. I don't know what it is. I actually thought it was dope. I mean, I think the effect looks kooky. But, and, like, if you were to write that on paper, like, yo, we're going to have a scene, Wonder Woman swinging from a lightning bone, be like, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> but, like, seeing it, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I could see why in the first, like, in the first trailer, that was, like, the money shot. Because I remember going, that looks stupid. But, yo, like, who writes a <laughs> yeah. thunderbolt, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I just, I mean, I just thought it was just so, like, like cringy for me. Um, but then, like, one of the, Everything else I thought was cool, with the exception of like finally seeing uh, Cheetah um, fight Wonder Woman because it just it looked unfinished. You know what I mean? It felt like the 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 effects weren't all the way like there for for Cheetah specifically. Um, and I mean, we've spoken about this like off offline all the like like many times that like as as beautiful and as talented as Gal Gadot is or Gal Gadot, I don't remember really know the, the correct way of pronouncing it. Um, Gal Gadot. I think, because that's think. right. I, I think so, right? Um, she's amazing. She's a great actress, and, and she she's beautiful. It's just, like, for me, she's not who I would have casted as Wonder Woman. Like, there's something, like, about being, 
uh, Amazonian, like, um, and, and still being like, like, you know, beautiful. Um, I think they went on the, like the beauty side of it more so than the, like, um, the athletic side of it, because there's for, for her body type, there's no way that that could, could be the same, you know, in regards, cause like in the first one, you see that she's been training and she's been fighting her whole life. Right. So she's got to have put on some muscle, um, from being a kid to then, you know what I mean? Like right. she's super skinny. Um, and it's just like, it's not as believable, you know what I mean? Especially if you look at all the other Amazons that are, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when I think of like a Glamazon dude, like I, I was thinking of, um, uh, the actress that was in Haywire, uh, she was in Fast. Uh, Gina, uh, I forget her last name. It's like Car- I think it's Carcano. Car- Carano? Car- Carino? Fudge. Gina Carano. There we go. Yeah. Gina Carano. Yes. Like her body type is for me when I thought of Wonder Woman, that's who I would have casted, right? Um, it's like she's fit. Um, you know, she's already, you know, I think she fought in the MMA or something for a little bit. Um, yeah, she was an actual, like, uh, MMA fighter, I believe. Exactly. I mean, she's, I don't think she's as good, as great an actress as Gal Gadot is. Um, so I guess you have to find a happy medium somewhere between. Granted, I like the first one Woman. I'm sure I'm going to like this one too. But just like, like, just being nitpicky at this point, like, the, the, the effects weren't, weren't there for me. Um, for the I trailer. feel you. I feel you. I, I didn't mind Cheetah's design, although I did think like some of the movements looked rubbery. Like that's what like, I'm saying. That's 2004 saying. Spider-Man rubbery shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm not saying that she some, didn't look dope. She did look dope, but that's it. What you just said. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's no, the, the yeah, movement definitely. that I wasn't banging with. Some of it, yeah. Some of it definitely looked a little bit like. And I think that's the problem with most superhero movies um, that I've I've started to notice is like it's it's really hard because like I'll, I'll, if you think about it like. What, what make these movies so grand is like how these characters are able to break the laws of physics around them. But then how do you sell that visually? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, how do you sell someone's agility or super speed or strength? There's no real reference for that. Like you almost have to conjure up shit from imagination. And I feel like sometimes like the physics of it, um, it or, or the way the, the, they want to sell the physics of it just doesn't mesh well with the execution. That's why like in, in like Man of Steel, I like Man of Steel. I think it has some of the best action scenes in a superhero movie, but it's also very messy and hard to follow because like all the movements in terms of the, the, the physics behind it, um, you, you can't really tell what the stakes are. It's just people just like wailing and shit. So with like the che- with the Wonder Woman shit, I just saw Cheetah like spinning all the time. And like, I, I get it. Like she's like supposed to be like a, like a superhuman enhanced uh, villain. And she's supposed to have like cat like reflexes and stuff. But to me, it's just like the physics is a, a really hard thing, a really hard thing to sell um, visual effects wise. And it's not quite there yet for me either. But I'm still, if anything, really, really curious to see um, Kirsten Wig as a, as a villain. You know, like that's something I'm not used to. And when I first heard that she got cast in the movie, I was just like, oh, shit, like there could be something. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we haven't seen her in this kind of role. She's, you know, she, she has her, her comedy background with SNL and all that so it'd be cool to see her kind of take on something that's completely different but I can also see her killing it you know what I'm saying I can also see her carrying it and and making the movie her own um for Gal Gadot though like as much as I like her as a character um I've never personally had a problem with her her physique um I kind of just rationalize it to like if she's Amazonian like DNA wise she's just built differently like maybe her ah, bone okay. is just like 
is just extremely dense so it's like that could pack the power you know what i'm saying like Gosh, just okay. biologically like it, it could work but for me like wonder woman always carried a sense of of regalness and power that i don't i don't know if i see in gal gadot too much like she she can you know what i'm saying like she's capable she has those moments where, where she does sell it but like to me the character just oozes that naturally and there's some parts where i just i feel like like you said, like they lean on too much of Gagado's beauty and not enough about like the character. And I'm not saying that they're dishonoring the character, quite the contrary. Like it's one of the few DC movies that has done well critically and commercially. So like props where it's due. But for me, like the character just represents um, so much more than just, than just beauty. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the beauty is like, is the main uh, marketing point of, of selling the movie you know what i'm saying uh, yeah, like yeah. forget the fact that this is like a badass amazonian yeah. or forget the fact that this chick is like the equivalent of thor if not like stronger yeah like yeah. no she's 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 hot like that's yeah. that's that's all we kind of see you know what i'm saying like she's <laughs> yeah. just she's bad and so like that's cool but i mean it, it's it's not really the character you know what i'm saying and props for gal gadot for for finding I think a good balance because I, I know when she was first cast, that was one of the skeptical ones because I only saw her from the Fast and the Furious ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, like that's I, her, well, those are like only like uh, American features, I think. Like, uh, um, I think films? so. I think I, so. Right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe. I think she might have done some other shit, like maybe one or two things outside of those movies. But I think those were like her main movies that like got her the role. But I'm talking on my ass. I, I really don't know for sure. I'm like 90% sure. But I think, like, she kind of, like, met everyone's expectation well with the role. I, I think a lot of people were kind of, like, really concerned if she could carry a role like that. Like, that's a, that's a big weight to, to, like, step in the shoes of Linda Carter, who's, like, mm-hmm. so iconic in a role. So um, I, I think I'd like to see with, you know, like, the DCEU having a soft reboot, a lot of these franchises are focusing less on the shared continuity and they're kind of like focusing on their individual franchises. I just hope that Wonder Woman is able to, in her own franchise, carry a, a, a really strong arc um, that, that relies a lot, on, on obviously, on, on the history of the comic books, but also just takes the character into a new exciting direction that we're not used to seeing. Because it could be problematic that we can rehash these same kind of movies or, or, or in terms of superhero movies anyway, you, you get exactly what you expect, you know? And, and every so often, we'll get a, a nice cal- a pal- palate cleanser. So like in Thor Ragnarok, Thor went from like this kind of like brooding, almost Viking guy to like a, a, a jock uh, <laughs> and, a, and like a goofball. So I'm not saying that's the direction that they yeah. go with Wonder Woman, but you know, it, this is her first cinematic iteration so it'd be fun to see how this character on the big screen is able to evolve the character into the comic book as well you know what i'm saying if mm-hmm. at all like that the movies have any kind of impact on the comics or 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 just the the, the mythology of the story in general you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah i got you um yeah yeah i can see i see i see what you're saying um I, I guess we'll see. I mean, this is all obviously first thoughts after uh, seeing the trailer for for um, the 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 sequel. But I guess when it comes out, um, uh, that's when we'll really. Be yeah, out. we'll know for sure. How do you think that's gonna ha- happen, bro? Because like right now, the movie's scheduled to to open in November, right? 
but at the rate things are like movie theaters are open very sparingly mm-hmm. they're 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 not really even taking over a, a, a remote risk with opening movies even now they announced that mulan instead of having the 30 dollars um charge that it was going to charge disney plus users it's not going to be completely free i think in december though like by the end of the year mm-hmm. so like with something like this do you anticipate um, big franchises, comic book franchises, probably taking a similar route with streaming? Or do you think that these movies will remain like cinematic experiences? Granted, things will get better, but, you know, with the way things are going, what do you think? I think, honestly, the amount of money that there is to be made with um, putting it on theaters, uh, I don't think they'll they'll risk um, messing, messing that up, right? Because if um if if it would have made sense to put um black widow out on like some sort of streaming platform during the summer that would have been that would have made the most sense right summer's about to be over still nothing um yeah and and i think it's still scheduled for for the fall um but i think there there it's it's a gamble either way right because you know if you do wait to put it out in theaters like you mentioned, theaters are opening sparingly. And then at the same time, when they do open, you know, it's not going to be to the same capacity as it normally would. Right. So yeah, blockbuster numbers that you're used to getting, you'll get if, if, it's half, done. if half, and that's amazing, right? Because you're not going to be able to fill the seats that you would, you know, prior to COVID. So it's like, you know, do you try to, you know, capitalize on the fact that, you know, people are home already, you know what I mean? Which would make sense is, everyone is home, right? Granted, some people won't, can't justify spending um, an armor like for it, but then also, you know, I think the reason why they're apprehensive towards it is because if you bought it, what's to stop you from inviting like me and my friends over to watch it, right? And that's like, mm-hmm. you know, one, two, three, that's a whole bunch of tickets that you lost out on. But at the same time, it's better to make a little bit now than not, not too much, you know, later, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I think, if it were myself, uh, granted, I'm glad I'm not the person that has to make this decision. Um, but um, I don't know, man. I think I think what I foresee happening is they're going to wait till they can put it out in theaters. That's what I foresee happening. The question yeah. of whether or not it's going to be as successful as they were, they would, they were. Planning, that's the question. That's, yeah. that's what I'm not too sure of because with everything happening, the the you know obviously um, production for almost everything has been delayed. So that messes with like the trajectory of like storytelling, like, you know, this is supposed to come out at a certain time. So this will tell the story for the next film um, for, for these, you know, cinematic um, franchises like, you know, DC as well as Marvel. Um, but uh, with what we saw at, at Fandom, like I'm excited for it. And I'm obviously, yeah. however it is, it comes out, I'm going to wait to see it. Hell um, yeah. I, I miss going to the movie theaters. I love that experience. Um, but obviously, you know, you got to protect your fam, right? Like it's not, it's not Facts. worth putting, you know, your, your family at risk, um, no matter how much you love it. Um, like I listen to the breakfast club, like every, uh, every day and like Charlemagne, uh, would keep saying that, like, yo, he would risk COVID to see Black Widow. Like he, oh he, my big, God. Yeah. He's like that. He's like, I'm that big of a Marvel fan. He's like, I'll, I'll risk catching Rona to see. Um, like widow, like um, means a clown, dude. Um, but I, I, it's like I really want to see it, but um, again, it's it's not for for me. It's not worth the risk. Uh, Yeah, 
that being said, um, what did you think of Batman? Is that what bro? <laughs> oh my God, bro! If if like God tells me like, all right, here's the deal, Andres. Like you'll get to watch like the Batman today, but like you'll have to like take two weeks of Rona. I'm like, yo, bro, like sign me the fuck up. Let's go, <laughs> let's go. Like two weeks of self isolation. What? I I can do it, bro. Like I, I can. Nah, let me let me not like jinx myself. In all seriousness, though, bro, that movie looked incredible i had my i had some skepticism like any batman fan and it's not doubt on matt reeves because i'm a big fan of his work i think he's an amazing director and it's not because of robert pattison actually like was one of the few when i heard robert pattison's playing the new batman a lot of people were like the twilight guy but i was just like yo i see it i i get it i i don't i don't know if you'll get me for sure like i still had love for ben affleck but I, like with the whole like justice league shit my love for for Batflick was gone. So I was just like, I don't know, bro. Like, I just got through, like, a big relationship. I'm trying to, like, chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, I don't know if I'm ready for another Batman right now. Like, I think I'm – I don't know. And then they dropped this trailer, and it, it honestly exceeded all my expectations because I – from what I was hearing, it was going to be, like, the first true detective story of Batman. It was Batman exploring – his psychology, his, his, his sanity, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It, it's a deep dive into if this, if this man is, is more than just a vigilante, is he criminally insane as well? Can we argue the fact that someone who views the world the way that he does and he feels like he's has to uphold justice, is that man sane? And so like, that's, those are some of the themes that they're exploring. But then when he mentions like some of the references of the movies and, and, and the noir direction of it, that got me excited. And then seeing it executed, I immediately was hyped. I was able to recognize a lot of the noir elements of it. I was able to see that they're taking the characters into new directions without fucking it up too much. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. very much self-contained. Um, the, even though we're just catching a trailer and, we're, and I'm speaking purely on speculation from what I got from the trailer, but everything in terms of the world building that they have in this version of Gotham, for me, it makes sense. It makes sense that things aren't overly fantastical. It makes sense that there's not actually a guy named the Penguin, but he calls himself like Oz or Oswald or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that there's a, a, a Riddler version that he's a, a psycho killer that leaves clues on some Zodiac shit. Like that stuff makes sense given like the story that they're trying to tell. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm not too tight. Um, I'm, I'm not loving the cow too much, to be honest, bro. Like that's the only, I guess, gripe that I have. It looks like... It looks like a BDSM mask to me. Like, it just looks like some sex shit. And I'm, I, I don't know. Like, I just, uh, I, I can't buy the mask. But Robert Pattinson, um, in terms of the suit, in terms of how he looks in the suit, looks dope. I saw those those uh, set pics, those, those stunt pics of the guy on the bike. And I freaked the fuck out. I was like, damn, what'd they do to my boy? Mm-hmm. But then you see it, you know, as it's intentionally supposed to look with the with the lighting and and. and you know, and, and, and a certain time of day and all that stuff. It looks good, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. can believe that dude can whoop ass. And then when he hit those 12 shots on that one goon, bro, I screamed so loud. I was like, Ooh. Ben Affleck did not have this energy, bro. No. Baffleck did not have this energy no. at all. Nope. And I and I was like, Baffleck was would dominate all other Batmans. Like he would wipe his balls with them. And then as soon as I saw like the Robert Pattinson version, even if it was just that one clip, I was like, I don't know between those two, bro. Like, I, I honestly don't know. And that's, that's, that's what's dope to me is the fact that what's so important about the Batman character that I felt like a lot of the Batman movies missed was 
the nature of this guy's like a, 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 a like a supreme martial artist you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and the ben affleck movie was like the first one where you see that in full display in in, in terms of the the nolan movies i always felt like christian Bale looked really slow and he was just kind of throwing like wild haymakers they were just like really wild like cowboy swings <laughs> and, and and that's cool and michael keen just i don't know man like he I couldn't get behind Michael Keane as Batman. I like him as Batman, as Batman. But do I believe that guy's a black belt martial artist? Absolutely not. No, you know what I'm saying? Same thing with Val Kilmer. Don't even get me fucking started on George, <laughs> George Clooney. Clooney. You know, <laughs> so, don't get me fucking started. So, so like to have like the physicality of that character still being honored, but also now taking the lengths of showing him being the world's greatest detective that's so fire to me. And then yeah, we're getting yeah. Batman year two. We're seeing probably the, the, the origins of a lot of these characters. Maybe they do take on the theatricalities of the character. Like maybe Batman is the guy who inspires everyone to have an alter ego, to, to have a look. You know what I'm saying? Because we, 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 we have a look at, at, of Catwoman and she looks like a, a regular cat burglar. Like no pun intended. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, the, with the mask, like the, 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 the indentations or the creases of it, like kind of forming cat ears. But maybe like towards the end of the movie, like she embraces an actual uh, uniform, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. Maybe okay. um, from what I hear, um, Matt Reeves spoke about that the penguin doesn't like being called the penguin in the movie. Maybe by the end of the movie, he's like, fuck it, like I'm penguin. Uh... Doesn't mean he's going to start going, wah, wah, but maybe like homie gets a top hat He's like, nah, flings it off some shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. maybe that's the direction that they go with. And if they don't, I'm also cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as they're able to to tell a coherent story and they don't muddle too much the mythology of, of who these characters are, mm-hmm. especially someone like Bruce Wayne, who's who's very Jekyll and Hyde. Um, I'm there, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm there opening day. And I pray to God we get our shit together so that I can I can watch this fucking movie, bro. I just because I'll be so tight if we still like on lockdown. It's like, oh, Batman streaming at your local Netflix and and Hulu, and I'm just like, fuck, bro. Like, this is a cinematic experience that we're yes, supposed to yes. supposed to have in theaters. This is um, because it's interesting because when I watched it the first time, loved it, um, and the first time I didn't really catch the cowling too much. I was too kind of like like amazed at everything that the, the first the first pass through i didn't even like i didn't even like care yeah, you were paying attention, I, yeah, paying, paying, just... paying attention. I was just so like into it right because i was um i was also someone that was kind of like intrigued by by um by rob pattinson because um but, you know, as we know i'm like a massive harry potter fan and like uh oh yeah i forget he was so a harry me, potter yeah, for me <laughs> Like, you know, he's Cedric Diggory, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For anybody, <laughs> you know, for anybody else, you know, he's homeboy from Twilight. But for me, that's Cedric Diggory, right? But in any case, I was interested to see, like, how he would portray the role. Because in right. Twilight, he was kind of brooding in, 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 in a way that kind of makes sense. Um, so when I saw it, I was hyped, especially at that scene where he beats up the, the, the goon, right? Like, I loved it. Um, one thing that, that I did catch the second time around watching it, I watched it with like with like my wife, and when Jen was watching it, she was saying like, from watching it, she couldn't, like in, in the way that the trailer was going, she couldn't tell that Rob Pattinson was Batman. She thought he was the villain. And I was like, that's interesting. Oh. Right? And I was like, dang, dude, like I didn't even catch that. Like the way that she looked at it, she was just like, 
I mean, if she's like, if if you didn't tell me that he was playing Batman, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have figured it out by watching this trailer. Um, because like you know when he takes off the cowling and he's got like you know the the spray paint around his eyes and stuff, she kind of looked at him as like as a villain. So I was like, that's a very interesting take. And then she said that one of her crit- her, her criticisms of DC films is that it's dark, right? And I was like, you mean like like she's like, no, not dark in the sense where it's like depressing but it's just it's like lit dark yes it's physically dark like you it's it's hard for you to see um yeah and, and so it's like you know with that uh I, I say that to say it is for sure a theatrical experience because nowhere else are you going to get the lighting that you need yeah to, that's to, a very to, good point you know I mean to be able to enjoy it the way it's intended to be exactly, yeah exactly so i'm interested to see it i'm hyped i mean I'm 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 one of those people that just for the just just off of the strength that Batman is the is is the name I would see it right. Facts. If, if the trailer looked trash, I would still pay money to go see it. Yeah, so I can now have more reason to talk trash. Like exactly. I paid for this exactly. shit, bro. So exactly. fuck out of here with this fucking <laughs> whack ass BDS. Are necessary because I paid to see it. I can, <laughs> I. I, I, I when watching it, I was definitely excited for it. I'm, I'm hyped for it. Um, I think it was it was one of the highlights for me of DC fandom. Um, same, same, um, same, same. Before we like wrap up on on that, um, there was another. There was a, a couple of points that I wanted to make about DC fandom that I enjoyed was for one, how um, how international or global that it felt. Um, yeah super right it didn't feel like hey this is an american um you know uh it was for the fans that's what it felt like to me fans for everyone you had like you know cosplayers from all over the world and then you had the many voices of batman which is really cool hearing like the different voiceovers in different countries that if i'm honest with you before watching i never really thought about you know that they talked about how you know take assuming the role of batman even if it's just for the voice is important right like you have to be able to to get the tone correct you have to yeah bro do it the right way you have to be able to do batman justice even if you are kind of you know recording voiceovers in like french you know or 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 in german or or japanese whatever just just knowing that you have to be able to to give life to something that you didn't act you're you're the voice of you know what i mean which is something that i thought was interesting um it's super it's super cool that you point that out because i remember reading like universally in all the comments of the batman trailer everyone loving robert pattison's voice everyone was like he got the voice down you know what i'm saying he has a batman voice Mm -hmm. and that was really like vengeance yeah bro goosebumps bro goosebumps i was like he got me he got me like i already know robert pattison's gonna kill it off that line alone but it's something that we haven't i mean the Batman voice kind of became a pop culture thing with the Nolan movies for the wrong reasons, right? Like now we all, when we say do your Batman voice, everyone's doing joke. like this. It's it's just like, it immediately just goes grunt. So it sounds cartoonish. You ever seen the you funny can, or die sketch? Where, where all they the have, fucking time. Where the other guy's going? Bro, you know what I'm saying, bro? That... <laughs> I can't have Batman sound like he got <laughs> asthma, bro. Like, and that's what that's what we, you know. Like, so that's as as fans, we had Batman's voice, and I didn't mind Christian Bale as as Batman. You know, like I actually, I I, I adore the, the the Nolan movies, and I really love Christian Bale 
Batman voice and all. Like, I, I really liked Christian Bale as Batman. He was an excellent Bruce Wayne. But the voice is everything, bro. And to me, the guy who 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 cemented that, who who made the, the the who set the bar was Kevin Conroy. And so to me, like anyone that comes after Kevin Conroy, like has to make me believe that guttural voice is someone who can tear my fucking ass apart. Yes, pause. Back. You know what I'm saying? It's a, <laughs> a major pause. So so like it's cool that that now with, with the with the the new iteration of Batman with the Batfleck shit. He had like that voice modular shit. So every every Batman has their own version of the of the Batman voice, right? They all have like their own distinct voice, and it's cool to see that even um, Robert Pattinson, he has his own take on it. He he brought his own take, even down to the physicality of it. He definitely has his own take. This is like one of the least composed Batmans that I've I've seen in terms of just his body movements. Like he he knew what he was doing when he was breaking that dude's arm. But like his his movement was just all over the place. He was an animal, you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see someone um, bring their own interpretation of the character and, and and bring new physicality to it. But also bringing in something that you really don't think of in terms of superhero movies. But to me, it's super important is is having the voice. Yeah. And that's something that I, I I could never get behind Tobey Maguire for, bro, because of Spider Man. Like to me, Tobey Maguire always sounded like he was crying, and I was too just like, I, I yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Bro, like, the, I, you know how many memes and gifs I've seen of, of Tobey Maguire's voice when mm. he gets, like, fucking, like, uppercutted by the Green Goblin and he hits the pavement and it's like, ah! Bro, <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. But it's, dude, it, to Tobey Maguire has, I mean, not only was the, the voice not there, but, dude, like, I think the Hall of Fame of worst crying faces, like, man, that's an ugly <laughs> cry, dog. Man. Like, like, like. <laughs> Dude, if there's a Hall of Fame for ugly cries, first ballot, dog. First ballot, dude. When he's, dude, it's just not, man, it's just not it. Uh, but you're right. You know, Kevin, Kevin Conroy's voice, dude, is, is Batman. You believe right? he's Batman. Yeah, yeah. You that, believe but also, he's Batman. That's also because that was my first, um, that was the first um, Batman for me, right? Like, it was like yes, growing same, up, same, you same, know, same. when it came to just, you know, you know comic book um, stuff at all. I always had the event, you know, the, the, the Batman animated um, series. Animated yeah. series, yeah. And like, man, that's the voice. And then to see all the different other, like the, the, other, the people from different countries also putting the same thought and preparation to it, I thought was really cool. And, uh, and, and like, yeah, that's and, super and a dope. Great, a great thing to talk about again, um, you know, in regards to DC fandom, because it's like, again, when I was looking into DC fandom, I'm like, all right. We're here for the, you know, for the drops, like what's coming out, what's the sneak peeks, what are we getting a taste of? So the, the, the little, the panels in between, I thought were awesome. With that, um, also, I don't know if you caught the, 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 the boss panel with like all the like women of color, um, kind of just like uh, talking about no, their experiences. Dude, it was legit. You had like uh, Estelle, she, um, she was like, kind of like the moderator and, um, and uh, uh, D-Nice. Uh, if you're not, if anyone is not familiar with D-Nice, uh, he's like a, like a, a DJ that, um, that finally is getting his roses because of um, COVID, to be honest. Like he, he started kind of the, the idea of like DJing um, live on Instagram. Um, and with that, you know, it was kind of like, you know, club quarantine. It was like, you know, people started showing up to, to his Instagram lives as he was DJing and like and enjoying it. And he was like, like, I think going on for like, like six seven hours straight dude like 
DJing and then like, you know, like reading people's comments, you know, shouting them out. Like it was, it was great. And so it was him and Estelle um, that were kind of like the moderators and you had um, Megan Good, um, you had the new Batwoman, um, I think it's uh, Jav- Jav- Javka, Jav- I forgot how to say her name, uh, Javicia, I forget her name. I have no idea her um, name. Uh, and I and I, so I, I don't mean to disrespect. Um, I just, yeah, I, absolutely honestly, not. Yeah. Um, let me look this up. Uh, okay, yeah, it's Javicia, J-A-V-I-C-I-A. Uh, Javicia Leslie. Um, she's the new Batwoman, and it's awesome. Um, yep. You know, because she's the first you know woman of color, the first Black woman um, to to be uh, Batwoman, and that's dope. Um, and and also in the panel, they talked about um, how you know. Uh, her experience coming into the role, um, you know, just being a fan of like, you know, superheroes and stuff like that and, and, and not necessarily seeing as much representation. Uh, and it was really cool. You had Candace Patton who plays um, Iris West on The Flash. Um, um, if, if I didn't already say Megan Good, she, she's uh, in Shazam. Um, you had uh, Tyler. It was all women of color that were in, uh, a part of a part of, of, of comic book movies or, or shows, I'm, I'm assuming. Exactly, right? exactly. Yep, yep. Um, that's really dope I, yeah. didn't, I did not hear about that actually. yeah it was it was actually really good it was like 20 minutes it wasn't it wasn't very long um but i think my like my favorite question they had asked because to your point it was yeah pretty much people from like different spans of of dc stuff you had uh Nafisa williams um uh, in black lightning she plays uh thunder um you know you had um damaris lewis who's uh starfire and titans i personally again i only watched the first episode and so i didn't really like love it so I, I i couldn't really speak to her performance as starfire um but she received a whole lot of hate for for just being a black woman playing the role i remember that yeah. i remember and, that and, and i i recall when finding out that she was casted i had zero issues with her being a black woman it's the look that i didn't i didn't care for like the costume didn't didn't look anything like starfire to yeah me personally you know what i mean um uh obviously starfire is an alien so starfire isn't white black you know, Hispanic or, or, or other eyes, like she's an alien, you know what I mean? So whoever is cast at Starfire, the, the, their, their, their race doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's me, irrelevant. It was just like when I saw what I saw, I didn't really care for, um, but it had nothing to do with her being a black woman. Um, uh, uh, and uh, wait, I can't, was, is it, well, let me look this up one more time because I think I got the wrong name. Starfire. Titan. Yeah, Starfire. Yeah, no, but it's like I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, but her look was—I remember those um, those set photos leaked of her look, and it was not pretty. <laughs> it, well, I wasn't really into it, dude. Um, oh, sorry. I uh, sorry. Uh, her name is Anna Diop. Uh, Anna, Anna Diop. Um, the other person, dude. Like I was looking up the list. Who was the other person? Morris Lewis, who's that? Yeah, who is that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was looking, because like I uh, I pulled up the list, so I didn't butcher anyone's name, and and so it said with Titans, it said uh, Demaris Lewis and Anna Diop, but something felt wrong. Like I felt like it wasn't her name, so I'm trying to recall who is she in Titans. <laughs> Um, Anna Diop is Starfire. Yeah, Anna Diop is Starfire, but who is Demaris Lewis? 
Uh, this is very awkward. Well, it's, what's the name? Tamara Lewis? Damar. Oh, she plays Blackfire. So she, yeah, okay, go, 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 gotcha, gotcha. She's the, 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 the villain. Because, um, again, I'm not far into it, so I'm going to watch the, the pilot. Sorry. Um, and it's Diop <laughs> is uh, Starfire. My bad. Um, but anyway, sorry. Uh, my favorite question that they had asked was about, like, if you had, like, uh, if you could have a superpower, like, you know, um, what would it want? To, what would it be and stuff? And so they all kind of talk about like one of theirs. And like Nafisa Williams, who plays like Thunder on Black Lightning, it was very fitting for her to be the one to say it. But she was talking about how like in the show she has super strength, and she would want to use her super strength to protect you know black people um, you know that are in harm's way, especially when it comes to police. You know, like you know Breonna Taylor and um, and, and you know Maude Aubrey, like like everyone, um, anyone that's just been affected you know by by either racism or or um, police brutality. Police brutality. Um, and I thought that was, it was very interesting and fitting for, for her to be the one to, to talk about it because out of all the other shows that, that, um, that these you know, different women um, are part of, hers is the only show that's like centric on being black, right? Like mm -hmm. Black Lightning is a predominantly black cast, you know, and it takes place in a predominantly black neighborhood with like, you know, with, with, so many different uh, um, um, uh, pieces of symbolism. Like if you, I don't know if you watch Black Lightning, like there's a lot of it that's kind of like campy, a lot of it that's kind of like, you know, corny, but um, you know, it's, I think it's just like, I think more of, I think what's corny is the, the, um, the dialogue oftentimes is, is corny. Mm -hmm. Like, the, like the, 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 the things that they say, like the slang, sometimes it's kind of like, like weird, um, but, I love the show. I absolutely do. And I think there's so many different levels that they, they, they talk, they, they, they touch upon. Um, like there's uh, I think it's like season two. Um, is it season two? I can't I remember season like one. I think season two where it's like, there's this drug that's out there that when you take it, it gives, you know, it, it gives you kind of like a superpower in, in essence. It's called like green light or what have you. And like, you know, it, it's, it's very interesting how, you can see the parallels of like how, you know, the police and everyone treat these people, um, you know, just like, you know, um, the police would treat, you know, uh, junkies, you know, back in like the eighties and nineties, right. It's like not necessarily treating the, the problem is that they're addicted to this thing. And so obviously, you know, it's illegal, it's a drug or whatever, but like the, 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 they're victims as well, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they've bought into this thing and they're addicted to it. So it's got a hold on them and they get treated in certain ways. So it's a lot of parallels to that. It's, you know, it's just, I, I don't want to give away too much because it's so good. I think everyone should watch it. Um, but I said, say like with her being the one to talk about it, it was so, I thought very like necessary. Um, Inappropriate. And yeah, yeah, appropriate. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's called like, like uh, if anyone wants to look it up on YouTube, it's like the boss females of color within the DC universe is the actual like official title of the panel. Um, so I definitely enjoyed that. Um, and then I think one of my favorites from DC fandom was Milestone. Um, hearing that they're going to be coming coming back. Um, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like last minute, like towards the end of the, yes. of the fandom too. It was like yes. as they were closing, it was like, oh, and by the way, Milestone coming back. 
Dude, yeah, I loved bro. it, man. I loved it. Like that panel, they talked about um, just uh, just how, you know, the, the vision around like, you know, creating Milestone um, and then kind of um, how, kind of, you know, giving honor to Dwayne McDuffie who passed away a few years ago. Um, but then like um, the, the, the voice actor for Static Shock, um, you know, he talked about, you know, for him, he had, he hadn't, um, uh, he hadn't, like, he was a big fan of comic books, but at the time, or, you know, uh, you know, around there, he, you know, he was, you know, an actor, you know, he was like a, you know, starving an artist where he might not have had the, the funds to, to be able to keep up with comics. Um, and so, you know, he didn't know um, much about, um, about Static, but then, like, when he did get into Static, um, he kind of he called him like the Black Spider Man, and I loved that because it, it, it he That's really true. was right. Like yeah, that you know for for all intents and purposes was you know that that teen superhero whose life you know you cared about right. And one of the things like when I read uh, Stanley's bi- um, um, biography, uh, you know he talked about when he was creating his characters for the Marvel universe it was a contrast to DC who focused more on the superhero and didn't really give a crap about like, you know, the personal lives, right? Like they was just like, yo, this is about Superman, right? You don't need to know about like, you know, what kind of trauma he deals with. This is about Batman, right? You need, you, like, it's all about the superhero and about the man Bruce Wayne isn't as important, at least earlier on in the comics, right? Back in, in the day with milestone comics, you know, they didn't have that same approach, right? They mean they were distributed by DC. So, you know, all in all they're part of DC, but they're their own thing, you know, you know, for black people, by black people, right? Um, and it was super cool for them to, to create characters like Icon, Rocket, um, you know, uh, and, and have like the Blood Syndicate. But Static was, was for me, my, the, the one that I grew up on, right? Like when the, yeah, same. the animated series popped up on, uh, on uh, Kids WB, I was on it, bro. Like, Everybody know, was on that shit, dude, bro. When they had, when the they Little had the, Romeo shit was dude, on that? Oh, my Romeo, gosh. The Little Romeo... Um, theme song is probably like one of the best, like I think, TV show theme songs, like um, for Static Shock, and then just for for any um, t- uh, uh, animated any TV song. show. Yeah, yeah, I loved it, dude. Uh, superhero Static Static Shock. What? But yeah, anyway, I just I loved it, and then yeah, to you know to just kind of throw it towards the end, you know that there's gonna be like a like a Static movie. I'm, yeah, I'm hyped. Oh, I'm hyped for that, man. Like, I do. I think that's a story again that is is necessary. You know what I mean? Like, um, just to, I mean, it's just so cool, man. It's it's Black Lightning is, is super dope for the same reasons as Static Shock is. And then you know, for like rights, you know, management uh, issues and stuff like that, like licensing problems stuff. They couldn't really have Black Lightning in the TV show, but they they had uh, what, what was the character they had instead? Um, uh they had like they had like a black lightning ish character but they didn't name him i think it was like soul power or something like they i forgot his name but they had a character in, in the static show yeah in the static show they had so when virgil is like uh i think he's like helping out at like a nursing home or whatever and he had and it's a retired you know superhero that that's there um i forget what his actual name was oh but yeah he's but Shit, he was basically he's basically Black Lightning, but they just couldn't call him Black Lightning. Um, and it was cool to see them team up. Um, 
But I think one of my favorites, one of my favorite episodes of Static Shock, like ever, was when I they had when they had like the Batman Beyond um, Static Shock kind of crossover, where yeah. where where like Static. We see him in the future, right? Yes, yes. You see him in the future, and he sees like like a grown up Static with like locks and. And like you know, he's part of this this like new Justice League. Man, um, I I just love it. I just said I just I was super high for it. Like I think again, the all in all, I I enjoyed. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed um, uh, DC fandom. Um, so yeah, I just dude, even the even the little things that weren't necessarily like like sneak peeks or drops and stuff like that. Still, it was still um, really good fan service. Yeah. Seriously. No, I'm, I'm I'm super hyped on the Static movie announcement just because I also grew up on the cartoons growing up. Um, that that was one of like my go-to shits. You know what I'm saying? So to see it finally on the big screen, um, it, it's a testament to how the genre is evolving. Now we're seeing much more representation. Now we're seeing a lot of these unknown characters start to have their own 15 minutes of fame. Um, Funny story about Static, though, like a few years ago, maybe like three or four, um, one of our boys from the, our York days, I won't say who for legal reasons, because um, it's recording. I'll tell you offline, though. <laughs> but me and him were actually in the midst of um, developing a, a Static Shock fan film. And so, like, for, for a while, he was trying to work it out. He was trying to work out the budget, the story. He had a writer that came on board. I, I was one of the co-writers, so I came on. And I was just kind of there to just kind of like give it some structure, but like the other writer like handled the dialogue, handled mm-hmm. the script writing. And I just kind of handled, I guess, like the story outline. Um, so we were like really getting into like the production of this thing. And we were already looking at dates. We were like location scouting. And he even started, he hired a, a, a concept artist to design the costume and he had a sketch out and everything. And he had like a new logo built and everything. Like he was going all in. And then, um, he tells me one day, he's like, you think I should email DC? And I was just like, I mean, you don't really do, are not doing this for the intention of selling it, right? Like, it's it's a fan film. It's a fan service. Like, wh- why would you need to? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's dozens of accounts that do the same thing that we're about to do. We're doing it for passion. So why do he's like, oh, I just feel like I should do it. So he sends them a, a, a cold email or I think a cold letter. He sends it to somebody in DC doesn't hear back for I think like a month or two it wasn't like anything drastic of a wait but he waited a while then he gets a back a letter back from DC telling him to stop everything or he's gonna get clapped with a lawsuit because they were they were working on something for the character and they didn't want any kind of discrepancies so they were told him like if we catch it if we cast this shit online we're coming for you so he kind of got he got triggered that was my cue was like Bro, I, I, don't got, I don't got DC fighting money. I'm good, bro. Like, thank you for the warning. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he was like, nah, fuck that. Like, I want to make the movie. And I was like, man, like, let's be real here, bro. Like, we, we for what? <laughs> what are you trying to prove? What are you trying to prove? Yeah, yeah. Number one, it. it's, not, it's not your property. And number two, it's just not worth it. You're not doing it for any kind of financial reasons. You're doing it for, like, an artistic, an artistic thrill, honestly. Like, why bother? So for years, like all the work that we put into it just kind of like went nowhere because then DC just told him like, yo, and he had, he has the letter. He showed it to me and everything. They were just like, bro, stop. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the hint and I'm out. Thank you. 
thank you. Smart, but yeah, smart man, move on your part. Um, well, bro, I, I, and I knew it too because like this was around the time where um, Young Justice, I think, was just canceled. Um, and I, I think Static was a part of Young Justice. He was like a part of, the, I think, the new season. He came in like for a few episodes or something like that. Um, but this was like right after it got canceled. So I was just like, oh shit, like maybe like since at the time uh, Will Smith was was dead shot my turn of thought was they definitely got Jaden to play static or some <laughs> shit like well, actually, that's what's going down with that young justice i think it was the opposite it was the first season that got like you know it, it got finished but static wasn't part of it but he was in the outsiders season um or so some I think, shit like that i think it might, that might have been why because it's like they were introducing static and so something like this might have messed with their i guess timeline or something i don't know Probably, but regardless, like, I, I was not, you know, I did not want that smoke whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, worth it DC, I got you. If DC, like, basically DC pulled a bane and just put, like, their hand on my shoulder and just, like, <laughs> feel like you got power over me. <laughs> you I was feel, like, nah, do dog. you feel the charge? Like, <laughs> you ain't. You ain't. So, um, that's, <laughs> damn. Oh, I mean, again, on your part, smart decision. Smart yeah, decision. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, okay. I, yeah, man, it's just. So so now I get it. So yeah. like as soon as they announced the movie, I was like, oh, I'm hyped. But now like that threat of a lawsuit makes a lot more sense. Who knows how Who long knows, these yeah. discussions have been mm-hmm. happening? You know what I'm saying? So for them to go like, nah, you won't, you won't do shit. <laughs> you, yeah, lock, well. you can stop right now. Um, so that makes a lot of sense, and I'm excited. I'm excited. But like um, we we spoke about this a long time ago that I think um, films like Static. Um, I think oftentimes they deserve kind of like a, like a, like a pure fan to, 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 to do it. You know what I mean? I think, I think what, what would be legit is to get, you know, people, you know, that are, are actual fans of it, but then are also filmmakers of it, right. That aren't necessarily like blockbuster filmmakers, but because they're not absolutely um, blockbuster filmmakers, they'll focus on the, the, I would say important things that, you know, I guess I'm trying, I'm trying to articulate this the correct way. Basically, if you get people that are actual fans of the, the, the character and of the story to be part of the process of making this film, I think you get better reception is what I would guess what I'm trying to say. If you take away the politics away from it, you know, like you, you, you hire a big name actor, you know, who probably has no business making this film, but because, you know, superhero films are, 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 are in now, they're they're going to accept a gig, or they're gonna you know um, you know go for it, um, mm-hmm. and they they make all these liberties because they're a big time filmmaker. They want to keep their style a certain way. Um, it, I feel like in some cases it does a, it does a disservice to the project, right? But if you've got like legitimate fans that are again also filmmakers, you don't want just like any old fan, but like you know that are, are indie filmmakers to to actually have a, a um, have some say you know, you'll be able to see a decent return, right? For example, right. um, Ryan Coogler, right? Like, like, like he, he, he's obviously not like, like he's not the average indie filmmaker, but his, his two feature films were in essence, Fruitville uh, um, uh, Station and uh, was, I forget the other there, one. There's, there's another one. I want to say before Fruitville Station. I just don't recall the, the one, but he did Fruitvale and that's what, uh, you know, got him to, you know, on the map. And then, you know, he works on Creed and he works on Black Panther. Um, 
but Fruitvale, Fruitvale Station was an incredible film. Obviously, it, it, it pulls on, on my heartstrings as a black man. Like it's, you know, it, yeah. it, it's, you know it's, it's, it's traumatizing to watch, right? But in, in essence, it's a great film. Um, yeah. But he, he is an actual fan of the Black Panther. Like that's something that he grew up on, right? And, right. you know, he, he, he threw little liberties in the film, like, you know, having it set in Oakland and stuff like that, because that's where he's from. Um, but watching him do the breakdown for, for the, uh, the casino scene is one of my favorite, you know, bonus features on anything I've ever seen. Just, just, just right. the, the passion in it, you know, in, in him making this film, because that's what he's into. Um, yeah. And so I think I, I just said to say, like, if, if you have filmmakers that are, that are genuinely into this that there's 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 no like there's there's no real upside for them um per se in the sense that like no sorry that's that's not what i'm trying to say (laughs) that there's no (laughs) there's no um negative for them into making this film because for them they just want to be part of the creative process of this thing that they love you know i mean whereas you have big name actors where it's it's all upside right if it's trash it's still publicity for them but right. um, and, and it, it gets them on the map for something else, right? With having um, actual uh, enclosure actual fans, was, exactly. It, having actual fans help help make these films would be super helpful, right? Yeah. And it would actually, you know, be great to see because at the at the end of the day, you know, it helps the average fan feel heard because that person would would have more in in t- uh, more in common with the the viewer than say some massively huge filmmaker and again with ryan coogler like you saw what he took and what he made it was i i think probably one of the the best superhero films i've ever watched right yeah um, yeah absolutely and then that groundbreaking. Of course, groundbreaking and that of course um leads us into you know uh you know tragedy um you yes, know, that, that we're yeah. kind of all experiencing um yeah 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 and, yeah so and um <clears throat> i think i think something like that kind of deserves a little bit more more time to kind of flesh out to talk more about chadwick boseman um and 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 just kind of what it meant to 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 us uh as um fans uh and, yeah. and just kind of how we feel about you know everything that we've heard uh yep. so um, we'll, we'll table that for our next episode. Um, but thanks everybody for, for listening. If you chose to, to listen today, um, <laughs> hopefully you'll keep listening. Um, yeah, please. <laughs> um, tell us what you think. We've got, uh, an Instagram, um, it's just geek, no evil. One word. Um, thank you all for tuning in. This was geek, no evil with the dope nerds and yeah. Till next time. Till right? next time.